Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The uh, Egg McMuffin smell? Uh, maybe I just didn't notice it. I noticed it today. <laughs> well, you notice it when you like walk in. Like, I'll, I'll be in here and then I'll leave and I'll come back. Like, That's still around. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going to have to explain this to everybody who walks in. It's the worst damn sports show, period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. It is the worst damn sports show, period. Good morning. Uh, well, whenever you're listening to this, I yeah. guess, I'm used to saying that <laughs> yeah. all the time. This is, good uh, afternoon, <laughs> good evening, and good night. <laughs> and we're done here. <laughs> That's Beardo. Hi. That's Dubs. It's me. I'm Steve Burrell. And that was an Egg McMuffin that everyone's smelling in here, by the way. Just like, explain it. We were just talking about that. The smells are such a, like, they, they're connected. Because if you were to smell, like, when, when, when Rocket walks in with those, and he's got his McDonald's bag, and he's like, good morning. And you're like, yeah, that smells great. And then, but without the bag, without any context to it, you'd be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, egg is just really actually foul. Yeah. Like it's, and no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, egg is disgusting. It smells disgusting. If you think about what it actually is, it's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> I love eggs. But no, they're delicious. <laughs> they're amazing. The concept is awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I mean, the concept's a little savage, it right? Is, uh, like I'll take yeah. your unborn babies and, <laughs> and kill them before they, anyway. Um, so, so yeah. So I like egg is just like disgusting in general. And so, uh, so yeah, so walking in just smelling egg with no context to it makes you want to, <laughs> You know, here's, here's a struggle that you guys could both, uh, you could probably empathize with here over the last couple of days. And this is something to do with radio. If anyone thinks radio is easy. Yesterday, it is. Chipotle came in and they had burritos for everybody. Oh, yeah. It was like 40 burritos. All right. So we're all, we all have to eat one. And then not an hour later... Here comes Qdoba. After we'd cleared all the Chipotle stuff out of way, then they got nacho stuff and tacos. So we're eating that, and I'm just so full all day yesterday. It was painful. It was. It was. It was like sharks versus jets down there. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. It was Great so analogy. Oh <laughs> so anyway, that was yesterday. Our well cultured show doesn't know uh, West Side Story. Are you, are you so. talking hockey? Or are we talking about the? The Winnipeg Jets and the San Jose Sharks. Is yeah, Steve's favorite here? team, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, were in town. So and today I'm faced with eating the half a Chipotle burrito that I had from yesterday. You saved it? Here comes, well, like part of one. There was a lot of burritos down there. <laughs> yeah, and but reheated rice is never, like, it's always bad. Here comes Rocket with that Egg McMuffin. And the whole time before he even shows up, I'm like, I got to save some room because Oscar Blues is going to be here a little bit later. I don't want to repeat it yesterday. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But yeah. here we are. Now I'm looking forward to another painful day all because of this. I think that was Steve's job. way really long and roundabout telling us that we now know where the real smell is coming from. In yeah, that's room. you know that's that kind of, that, didn't, that didn't help. That's for sure. Really gotta, is egg and dude, you gotta, farts. Yeah, right. So you gotta go put on stairway to heaven and go clean that thing out a little bit. You know what I mean? So anyway, here we are. <laughs> Welcome well, to the worst damn sports show. Period. Talk about sports. <laughs> we do do that. What a fun night that was last night watching that game. I don't know if anyone actually Passion. watched. The Rockies game. Taters. Or honestly, any of the games this year, undefeated in September, are the Colorado Rockies as I'm not getting on the table here. Um, and last night was just another example of you're watching a game. They're they're up, they're down, but you just kind of know they're going to end up on top when it's all said Did you feel that way? I did not. I never feel that way. Last night, for sure. I was like, this is, I mean, obviously they're going to win this game eventually. And obviously it's probably going to happen pretty suddenly like it did with uh, with uh, stories First home run where he falls down swinging the bat. Thing still makes it to the concourse. Yeah. He's like one of the biggest home runs hit of the year, and he didn't even get all of like everything into it. You're like, I wonder how far that would have gone. Oh, now we know because he caught the next one, <laughs> and it went 505 feet, the longest home run ever hit at Coors Field. 
All the way and down. in the StatCast era, like at any park since 2015 by any MLB player, that is the furthest home run. And I know there are people going to get a lot of like, Coors Field, there it goes again. Whatever. But last night was actually a really, it was like a damp night, you know, humid. So as far as like a Colorado night goes, it was it was not a good traveling night. The balls are still in the humidor, yeah. which has changed they're not you're not hitting stones out anymore so that makes a difference too so yeah that's total if somebody wants to blame it on Coors Field get out it's one of the biggest ballparks that's in the, the nation. other part that's how runs are scored mostly is stuff gets hit into the gaps that's stuff that gets yeah. far not necessarily home runs but and this game had a rain delay so it took yeah. longer <laughs> so there's uh we we know exactly how far it is from home plate to the Hilton Burger Shack then because that's yeah. <laughs> right about how far it traveled it might have been a little bit past it it was kind of down like the hallway next to it, but you could tell anyone anyone who is waiting in line for the sacrilege of eating a hamburger at the baseball the baseball park was rewarded. I feel like you can eat a hamburger <laughs> if you've already eaten a hot dog. Okay, like if you go to a fair uh, point. If you fair go to point. like a backyard barbecue, right? There's there's burgers and dogs. You can take one of each. You're right. Right? Yuri, okay, this is good. This is all good. They, I mean, set me straight. <laughs> doesn't a burger stand named after one of the greatest Rockies ever forgive that rule? It, it that I've thought about that as well. That's part of know, it. I don't know if I know. I don't know. I don't know if I. So next up, Dubs mm. is going to defend the wave. <laughs> I will. <laughs> he, I know, and I can't believe that you do. No, I will not defend the wave. Anyway, anyway, Rockies, no, anyway, very exciting. And in uh, one and a half games ahead of uh, anybody or, or which, more, which means that. Going into Friday versus the Dodgers, where you have Kershaw versus John Gray, yes, please, uh, you will be in first place no matter what for that game. You know going into this Dodgers series that you will be in first place. That's awesome. That yeah. is so cool. And then not only that, backing up, backing up that with uh, playing the Diamondbacks or... Is it just D-backs these days? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who freaking cares? They've got 27 <laughs> uniforms and four names. And Arizona. that all leads up, I guess we should talk about our Tweet of the Week because it is it have to do with the, with the, with the Rockies. We are going to get to the Broncos, obviously. NFL season kicks off this, uh, this weekend, but... Well, I mean, everybody's on the Rockies side right now. Like, yeah. everybody... You cannot open Twitter today without every sports analyst talking about the Rockies, which there's a couple that only talk about the Broncos that were talking about the Rockies today. So that's a big deal. We got the Avs tweeting at the Rockies. We've got the Rockies tweeting out song lyrics for their entire highlights this week. Yeah. So it's fun. Everybody's talking Rockies and we've got 23 games left. Yeah, uh, twenty. Yeah, twenty-three. Ooh, and nugs. Oh gosh. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude, it's, it's like three it's, weeks. I feel like that's forever. I it's, know. But it's three like, weeks. You're like at the home stretch. And you're like, we only have more than an entire NFL season and the playoffs. <laughs> they play <laughs> one go. game a week. I These know. Guys I get play it. Yeah. Six. Um, Nuggets hopped on board too. Yeah. They they started tweeting. Um, but this is why my argument is that October is the best sports time of the year. You get NHL kicking off, you get NBA starting to get revved up, football will be in full swing by then, and maybe maybe the hunt for Rocktober will be complete. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like so worried about it. You're like, shut up. Dude. We Get have, up. It's dude, like talking we, about a perfect game. You just have, don't do it. You don't have, do it. We have done this for 25 years <laughs> and never won a division title. Like, Crazy, right? That yeah. is that is insane. So, no, I don't want to jinx it. And on yeah. top of that, that will be what it takes to get you to the playoffs this year in this division because there you would be in fourth place. So was it the Central or the East? One of them that uh, if if with the record that the Rockies have, as great as they've been, that doesn't get you to the playoffs if you don't win the division. Yeah, they're tied. I think they're tied for the second wild card spot right now. But that obviously has you in the lead for the NL West. So it's it's kind of irrelevant. So and nobody wants that one game playoff. Ugh. No, if we it's had here, it last year. maybe. I no, might nobody want wants it. Here. Nobody wants it, though. It's like, so you exciting, want... though. <laughs> I'd rather have the excitement of the seven-game playoff. Well, it's only five. First round. I would, I would rather have the excitement of the seven-game <laughs> World Series playoff. <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve Conan's yeah. strong with the World Series prediction again. <laughs>
It's like the third time he's done this. I know. So if, is if you say it three times, it comes true. Is that what's I happening? I think it's seven. Seems to be working <laughs> yeah, so far. It's seven. We'll find out in like two weeks yeah. or three weeks. He's got got another chance to say it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Uh, and listen, I don't know why the Root Sports people keep saying it. I, I don't know if the turnout has been poor, but they keep saying, like, get out to the stadium. Folks, get out to the stadium uh you've got seven here versus the the dodgers and the d-backs and then i think you're on the road for six against the dodgers and the d-backs again um so this is it like this is the season period for show uh shall we yeah yeah all right so uh baseball it's going to be here obviously for 20 some odd games left but we start this now <clears throat> topic one bring on sunday <laughs> Actually, not even Sunday. Tonight. We have our tonight. first NFL game this evening, but the first Broncos game is Sunday. Yeah, and we're talking gonna, Broncos first, yeah, right? Yeah, there's okay. a lot of stuff to talk about with the Broncos. Yes. Since we did our podcast last week where we predicted the 53-man roster, some things went down. Yeah. Like, some things that we said were going to happen on the podcast a day later got changed. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest one being Paxton Lynch making this team. I think... <laughs> <laughs> is he we, a bill yet? Uh, easy. <laughs> it was. I think it was Kyle Clark who was like, "No, no, the fans in Buffalo have suffered enough." <laughs> Thanks for understanding, Kyle. But like, out of all the teams, to be like, "Yeah, let's, let's bring in this guy." But why? Because uh, he's got this a similar build to Josh Allen. And so if I think it's a case where if Peterman were to get hurt, that, that he would be signed to be a backup. I just have that natural reaction. Well, and, and they, they traded AJ McCarron, right? So they yes. have only yeah. two guys right now. Yes. Only two guys right now. Nah. So. Paxton, I guess would be a, who cares? Let's forget <laughs> it. Let's, why are we yeah. talking about Paxton? Why? Um, before we start talking about Broncos roster and the game coming up and everything like that, I want to talk about Philip Lindsay in the number. Well, yeah. that's on here. Okay. That was, that's I, I know list. it was part of what we were going to talk about. I just feel like we get carried away with our analysis, even though it's terrible. And then, <laughs> and then we don't talk about things. So can we do that first? Cause I thought that was epic, dude. That was so cool. Well, I mean, how epic would it be again, being that he's a Colorado kid? He grew up watching Terrell Davis. Do In his Aurora. Thing. Yep. He said the first book he read front to back, like the whole thing was Terrell Davis's autobiography. Very cool. That's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> so local kid went to high school, played high school ball, went to CU, played ball at CU, now playing for his hometown team as an undrafted free agent. Well, and he gets to wear number 30. Well, and we all picked out the number of our favorite player when you played whatever terrible job sport you did when you were a kid, <laughs> right? Like, didn't you guys? Or is that just me? That what, watch Terrell Davis? No, picked out a number of somebody that you idolized when you were, you know, in high school and you wore their number. For sure. Like, I, honestly, most of the time, probably seven. Right, sure. <laughs> I mean... Seven what? and 13 was always my lucky number, so... 13? Yeah. And Anybody I, wear it? As I won a... Uh, my first ever trophy uh, was for a uh, Pinewood Derby, and I was... <laughs> I took third place, nice. and it was uh, nice. number 13 was my number, so I stuck with it. Nice. Yeah. All right. Did you ever wear a jersey number of somebody you idolized? Uh, not necessarily somebody I idolized, somebody my dad idolized. I was a lineman on both offense and defense, so I wore 79 after Barney Chavis. Okay. For the All right. So. I went 83, which was Andre Reed's number for the Buffalo Bills, uh, but it was every sport I was in. I was trying to find number 83, which is harder than you'd imagine. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. (laughs) (laughs) Football was really the only spot I could find it. but, uh, But yeah, man, I don't know. I just thought it was super cool that not only he wanted to wear it, but TD gave him permission and in like a super nice way. Yeah. Was super complimentary to him. I just, it's, it's like every kid's dream and Philip Lindsay got to live it. He plays the position. Yeah. Like it's, it's the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's cool that like he had a conversation with TD about it too. Like I, that was the big thing. He's just like, I just, and Terrell was kind of the one that made the announcement, right? He's like, I got off the phone, gave him my blessing. Right. Like, Here we go. Make it yours. And, 
a lot of people, David Bruton actually wore it when he played here, and I think it didn't get as much focus because he was a defensive player as opposed to offense. Sure. But even David Bruton like tweeted out, like, nope, that's TD's number. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Respect uh, to Should that. it be retired? Um, Two Bronco yeah, fans? I mean, probably. You think so? But I mean, if you that make said, the Hall of Fame, you, your number should be retired. Yeah. Really? I mean, he, but he's it's not, and so it's up for grabs. And yeah. again, he asked for permission, and yada, yada, yada. So. Which, by the way, I so I was there for Rocky Mountain Showdown, which was fun, by the way. Um, sorry, Rams fans. Um, but <laughs> it was, uh, so I was looking at the numbers that are up uh, opposite of the Super Bowl trophies. So right. if you're facing the South stands, on the right-hand side are the Super Bowl banners if you will but they're mm-hmm. not really banners mm-hmm. and on the left side are the retired numbers and they've got Fa- frank Tripuca, i think i said his name yep. right who wore 18 originally and then underneath it is like super awkward it's, it says manning like for whatever 13 to 17 and it's like you couldn't just put up another number 18 that said manning <laughs> on the top manning yeah like it was it was like they're trying to save money and they're just like slow throw a placard on there that well, says that, manning I, I think that was the same thing whereas like manning got the blessing to wear the number yeah. or whatever so that shouldn't his number be retired too though all right you know what we should actually talk about this team is this team gonna be good this year <laughs> <laughs> numbers are cool and all but what about this team that is like top five defense, at least what is being projected, and bottom five offense? The, so what is that going to come out? They're they're calling this, by the way, if a, if your ESPN is ranking them, something like the twenty eighth best team in the league. So according to the experts, we suck. Uh, according to Vegas, we have like point four chance of making the Super Bowl. So that will change. The Broncos will be considered a good team, maybe even a great team depending on, I think, their first four games of the season. I think that they have to come out and prove that the offense has improved, and we don't know yet. Well, obviously, they're saying it's the worst offense almost. Right, because because we got a journeyman quarterback who had one good season with Minnesota. We have some extra weapons, though, and we have a healthier offense. We still have questions on the line. We've got an awesome defense, but our defense has proven they can only carry us if our offense is terrible for so long. Right. So I think that it's really going to take four games before anybody starts saying that Denver has a legit chance to rebound and be back into the playoff, the AFC West uh, contention and that, yeah. picture and conversation. Four games is right about when we figured out we were terrible. Last oh, year. yeah. Like well, we, we won a couple of games and everyone's <laughs> so excited about it. And then they start looking forward to be like, no one has ever the Raiders and the Broncos have never played each other four and oh. And then all of a sudden, like both teams just start spiraling out of control. And so we, that was when they really. When was the Buffalo game last year? Was that the third or the fourth game last year? I think that was the third. I want to call it the third. Yeah. That's when it really. That's when we hit the skits. Because we were on a, like a nice little run. And be like, oh, if we can just like beat this team, then we'll end up with the Raiders. And wow, then we'll end up, you know, undefeated going into the bye. And it was just yeah, that did not happen. Not even close. No. Not even close. And the Buffalo game was. I mean, that's that's definitely when everybody hit the panic button very, very early, I think, because I think we I think that there was a lot of because I think the Buffalo game was after the Dallas game, wasn't it? Yes. Where we put up 40 whatever points. Yeah, they smoked Dallas. Yeah. And everybody was like, everyone is high on that. Yeah. And everybody was like, this team is supposed to be like Dallas is supposed to be really good. So the fact that we can score 40 points with Trevor Simeon, we're awesome. People were talking about long term extensions for Simeon, how we need to lock (laughs) that guy in. Yeah. And then a week later, we do a lot of dumb things, dumb penalties, bad defense, and we got beat by Buffalo. So as much as you can't get too high on a couple of wins early in the season, can you hit the panic button with a couple of losses early in the season? Yes. I think it depends on the way we lose, right? Right. Like if if we come out and it's a blowout because our offense couldn't get going, you're hitting the panic button again pretty early. I think it's, I mean, I think it's even more specific than that. Like if you hit the panic, if you can't block anybody, you're, you're hitting the panic button, right? Because it's something that you thought was a problem this whole time. You didn't really do a whole lot to address it. And so if you get to the third game and haven't been able to block anybody, yeah, you're hitting the panic button. Yeah. And at yeah. the moment, I think so, too, because you kind of got to win where you got to win. And I'm looking at the schedule right now, and it's the Seahawks, obviously. Who knows what's going to happen with that one. Then we move on to the Raiders, Ravens, Chiefs. Yeah, there's some early on games that you're going to need to to collect, and that's going to be hard to do so, especially within the division. And, when again, when it talks to odds makers early now, like right now, 
I think we're only favored to win maybe one game. Like out of that, like when it comes to like who is favored no, to win. No, it's got to be game. more than that. You're favored this week. Uh, oh yes, we are. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So we're favored to that. Um, we're favored. You'll, like, you'll be favored lightly. against the Jets. We're um, not. We are not at the moment. Favored against the Jets. We are not. The, the percentage to I win f- goes to the Jets I in that game that right super now. Super hard to believe. Again, it's early, and no one knows anything. You know, and we'll get to this in the like the fantasy part of it too. But it's actually the same thing in real football. Is until actually someone takes a snap. No one knows anything. We are uh, sitting at the same percentage to win the Super Bowl, if this uh, gives anyone hope, as the Eagles were at this time last year. Sure. So, you know, mm. no one knows what's going on with anyone until you actually play a game. Well, and but I mean, I think you can find some consistencies there uh, between the Eagles and and the Broncos where it was they had a good defense a few years before. Yeah. Um, that had been kind of holding up the team. You didn't know who Wentz was or what he was going to do. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing here, right? They had questions at running back um, that got solved resoundingly. Uh, but so, I mean, if you have the same things happen that the Eagles had happened last year where Keenum's an actual quarterback, uh, you've got the running back situation figured out even though you didn't know that you did, and your defense gets back to being a championship-level defense, then yeah. – yeah, you can make a championship run. Of course you can. Um, for me, you know, you asked the the blanket question, Steve, of is this team going to be any good? The, listen, I think all four teams in the AFC West are eight and eight teams. And it just – it matters your division games – Who's going to step up and win those games, right? So, like, if the Raiders end up, because they traded Mac, being garbage now, right? Right. Then, and you can get two wins there. Really so, they lost a cornerback for the uh, first four games, too. I can't remember the name. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you can pull out two games there, which you play them in the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you play them the second game of the year. Um, if you can pull out two games versus Mahomes, right? I mean, you've got them both in the first four weeks of the season at home. If you win those two games, you set yourself on a path where you're you're looking good. It's, I think, any of these four teams could win the division. I think it's more likely that some do than others, but I think at the end of the day, they're all about eight and eight teams. It's about who can win and who can get a home playoff game. And that's that's really all you're talking about for making making a run. It's so really just beat your division. Right. Which like, I think the Chargers actually might be the toughest team to I, I think they division. would be too. I think I'd pick them to be the toughest team too. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, really? Because with um, Kansas City, they've had a shakeup in their team, even though um, they won the division last year. They're brand new quarterback. Yeah, he might be amazing. He, he might, might be really terrible. struggle. He's yeah. a he's a he's a rookie. Well, and uh, you also got everybody on that defense is getting older. Everyone that well, they defense lost some showed they some, lost some, Peters. They, yeah. show, they showed some signs last year of of their age and of slowing down, not being quite the dominant when they were. Chargers on the other side have shown that they're getting better, right? And they're only going to be better this year, I think. Yeah, yeah. Really, but the, the old guy on that team is Philip Rivers now, right? Like, yeah. Well, and they, he's fine. Did Gordon you guys see they signed so. Antonio Gates again too? Yeah, yeah. They had he'll to. be um, he'll be that red zone target. Yeah, guy I guess. But yeah. they have but Virgil yeah. Green and Antonio Gates as for their, them. It's I think it's all about if their wide receivers can play on offense. And right? if yeah, and if um, Keenan Allen, am I get that right? Yeah, yeah. Keenan yeah. Allen, um, Mike his, Williams, if his legs don't fall off. Like he's. He's he has a season ending injury every year. Yeah, but and but he is great when he plays. When he plays, he's yeah. amazing. Mike but, Williams yeah. had a ton of talent, was a top ten pick. Yeah. Um can the, can he come out and play? You know, and, and so I think for them it comes down to those wide receivers. They've got a nasty defensive line. Everybody knows it. You know yeah. what I mean? Bosa and Ingram are coming after yeah, you. Yeah, they're scary. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like they're probably the best team in the division, but they're, they're not unbeatable. You can beat them. Right. And if you go one and one versus them and you take two games from the Raiders and two games from the chiefs, all of a sudden you're, you know, you're sitting pretty, you're looking good. So I think it's about winning the division, getting that home playoff game. And then you can talk about, Hey, do we have a real shot at this thing? And back to RT, I'm really excited just to see what, um, see what Keenum can do. So which that's why I think this game, despite it just being game one against the Seahawks, excites me a little bit because the Legion of Boom is no longer like that is that is not a thing. Earl Thomas said he is going to be there. He did come out, I think, yesterday and say, you know, what, I'll be there for my team. I'm disappointed in the way that things have been going with his contract negotiation. I think he wanted traded. 
I actually think that the Cowboys offered him like offered the Seahawks like a second round pick. Wild. And they turned and the Seahawks turned it down. So they they want him there. It's just not going the way the two sides want it to go. So it's going to be some tension a little bit on that defense with their, I guess, leader. I can't imagine he's going to play, though. I mean, he reported yesterday. Yeah, I can't. Im- I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I mean, yeah. he obviously knows the system. He's. I think you had to report by today to play in week one. Because that's the Le'Veon Bell situation. Well, that's that's like a coach rule, though. That's not like a league well, yeah, rule. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Pete Carroll could just, I mean, if, if he thinks the guy's going to be in danger, and especially, listen, if he's at altitude and who knows what kind of shape he's in, I don't know if he plays on Sunday. Well, then does that does that? I guess as a Broncos fan, that should probably excite us slightly more. I don't think you can lose this game. Let me put it to you. That and I'm, well, what I'm more excited about too is a lot of these question marks that we think are going to do well, and we have someone now with Case Keenum who is unlike Trevor Simeon to start the season last year. We're like, we're confident. As long as this guy can like <laughs> not screw up, I think we're going to be okay. I want to see him light it up. Like I want to see a couple touchdowns. I want to see him move the ball. I don't want him to be a game manager. I think that's what they need. Is I want to see the whole offense move the ball. Like exactly. I, I want a couple of touchdown passes to DT and Emmanuel, but I also want to see Royce Freeman take off for thirty yards and power one in. I want to see our defense wreck shop on Russell Wilson. Like yeah, it's I, I don't know. I feel like this. You know, it is the first game. We've got a lot of unanswered questions. We don't have great tape on Seattle other than preseason, which, you know, you don't really get good tape until the season starts. Nope. Don't you so, think you have more to lose, though, than to gain? Yes. Right. Like, well, like, I want I to see if an offense that's dynamic. Like, right. I want but if they come out it, and so. look great, you're going to be like, okay, this is what I thought we had. Right. Whereas if they come out and bomb, like, that's why I was saying, I don't think you can afford to lose this game. You got to come out and look good, I think. I guess, I mean, obviously. <laughs> with with as much hype has been around the improvement of the offense, I would agree with that statement. Yeah, yeah. I want to see some action and yeah. not just game management, and we'll see how it all works out. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. Let's move on. This is part of the Worst Damn Sports Show, where again, we'll get back to all foot things football. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, but right now, let's just like, lay it on thick. This is where we like to talk about something that we saw that we really enjoyed one way or another uh, during the week. And, uh, you know, with the Rockies, where they are... They actually had a little help this last couple of days from the Mets uh, and the uh, the Dodgers. Dodgers beating the Mets or the Mets beating the Dodgers with the help in Monday's game against uh, with Todd Frazier. He's the third baseman who made this amazing catch into the stands. If you saw this, it was a foul ball running into the stands, diving, falling into the stands, popping back up with the ball out. But he wasn't. He didn't actually catch the ball. He like fell into the stands. He didn't even come up with the actual ball. There was a rubber ball, which I don't even know where it came from. (laughs) But that's what he popped up and showed and then flipped into the stands and ran off into the dugout. They called the out and he never even caught the ball. And he admitted to it later. And he's like, there's always got to be a little Hollywood in this game. (laughs) And so there was an out call to end the inning on a foul ball into the stands that he did not actually catch but some random piece of rubber that was like on the ground. Yeah, and he was like hidden behind the the fencing yeah. so the ump couldn't see him. So, I mean, if he lifts up whatever, as long as it's a white ball, then yeah. what are you going to do, right? And that's what it was. Yeah. So and Todd Frazier. And that's something that you can't review. Like you, you review it and you just see that he's holding something that right. looks like a yeah. baseball. Well, and no one really knew it until later when he basically <laughs> fessed up to it. And he's like, I don't even know what I grabbed. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> it was a piece of hot dog. That was just been there forever. <laughs> and that makes that well, I mean, it's actually part for the course. There's been a lot of crappy calls this week, too. Watch a lot of, Bron- a lot of uh, the Rockies game. A lot of called strikes on check swings. You're just like, wait, stop. So anyway, finally won in our favor, even though it wasn't a game we were playing. <laughs> All right. that? You want to go ahead, Dubs? Sure. Uh, so mine is, uh, I want to give a shout out to Diamond Hill Jarvis. The Eagles uh, play down in Texas, play in the Dallas area. 
And they had lost 77 games in a row. Wow. They had lost every game they played for eight years. Yikes. And they got their first win this last weekend. (laughs) How do you even trot out onto the field? I know. And don't get me wrong. Like, we played teams that were that bad when they were in high school where, like, every year they were 0-10 or 1-9 or whatever. Um, So I I was happy. Not only did they win. They won forty to twelve. Wow! Yeah, so, and so who's that poor team? <laughs> <laughs> well, and so people are like, "Oh, are they going to be good this year?" I hope they're good this year. But the coolest part about it was when it's forty to twelve, you know you're going to win. So their student section, which I'm amazed that there were students there, <laughs> counted down That's the clock and rushed the field because they won a game for the first time in eight years. So yeah, oh. shouts out to uh, what was it again? Diamond Hill Jarvis Eagles. And what, this is in Texas? Yeah, definitely. This Dallas is in Texas, too, and they really take football seriously. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. got to be just brutal. And yeah. feel really good to be part of that. Uh, I'm going to lay it on thick for uh, a dude that I was really hoping was going to come to the Broncos at some point and be an upgrade to our offensive line. Good old Joe Thomas. Do you guys know that Joe Thomas has his own beer? Mm. Yeah, there's a beer in Cleveland that has uh, number 73. It's Joe Thomas's image on it, uh, named after him. I don't know what type of beer it is. I, I don't know if it's a good beer, but <laughs> somebody tweeted Joe Thomas a uh, picture of their fridge, and it's just row of nothing but Joe Thomas beer. And the tweet was, I'm going to drink one of these for every touchdown that the Cleveland Browns score this year. And Joe Thomas's response was, you're going to need more. So he's given the city of Cleveland high hopes that this offense, even without him, is going to be much improved. It also makes me feel good because I have a couple Cleveland Browns wide receivers that I need to perform well in fantasy football. So thanks, Joe. You imagine sitting there, the whole fridge just being like, Klein, just like thirsty. <laughs> Score! Like, like, I don't want to drink another Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> I want to drink uh, one of these. He's a good Twitter follow, too. He's he is. Guy. He's really good. All right. That is that. And that was very short and concise, guys. Way to, way to do it. It's clean. It's very radio. We're, uh, <laughs> Second topic. We're pros sometimes. We're radio <laughs> professionals. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, this might be where it goes off the rails, though, because it's, it's that time, man. We've got to talk maybe a little fantasy, but most importantly, our football picks need to start. Now, Steve, you and I did talk about this briefly this morning. I don't know if we've come up with anything, but should we have like a running bet for the most picks throughout the yeah, season? Yeah, we should keep track. We should keep track. Okay, well, so here's what I have to say about this. Okay. You guys said the same thing about our March Madness brackets. Yeah, we didn't do it. I still owe you guys lunch. Oh. Steve does. Steve <laughs> I know, lost, I, think I, I thought. lost. No, I, I lost. I don't remember. I picked Duke and okay, well, go I just, all the way. I, I, know, I know that I ha- I won and I haven't gotten free Chipotle yet. So that's what I... <laughs> I mean, I did set up Oscar Blues food drops every that's, Thursday. No, so. that's your job. That's totally <laughs> different. He's lunch for everybody. <laughs> that for does not yeah. count. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm calling bullshit on that. One. Uh, two, <laughs> I think we, instead of uh, rewarding the victim, Victor, I think we should go fantasy football style here and shame the loser. Mm. Like what? Like what, do you, what do you have in mind? Yeah. Like, <laughs> What's the idea here? How I see we... you being comfortable with a lot more things than I would be. <laughs> okay. One. Fuck you. Uh, two. What is that supposed to mean? What are you not comfortable with? Dubs. Uh, what, I'm not going to make smashed. you get a tattoo. Are we getting smashed through a flaming table? Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, you got to jump through can, a table. That's that's something I could do. <laughs> right. But that's what you do that anyway. See, that's what I'm saying is like. No, no. I do that for a hundred dollars. Okay. I do that that's for a hundred bucks. Like you just got extra tables at your house. <laughs> I don't know. Jump through a folding table. Wear a sandwich board sign that says I suck at picking NFL games. I don't know. Whatever the, you want to do. The sandwich table th- table thing seems more realistic because I don't want to go out and like, do like get a sign made. <laughs> Steve just doesn't. <laughs> and this is why we're the worst. Yeah. Well, I'm going to win anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, I mean, we got we to gotta, we gotta pick it, right? We got to right, put it on the line. It. We'll circle back to that. So. All right. All right. So uh, what I'll do each week, I'll give you three NFL games with the line that I found for them today. Um, so the lines could change by the time you get to the weekend. If you're listening to this on, you know, Saturday or Sunday, it could be different. Uh, but these guys are going to pick with the lines that I have for them on Thursday. We'll start you off with the NFL kickoff game, right? Before we do that, what? should we just briefly Why? explain what? what the line is for new listeners <sighs> who might have forgot? 
Come on, you mean, you mean everybody's not gambling degenerates like me? Well, they should be soon because it's going to be legal. That's right. That's why we should explain it. <laughs> All right. So here's how it works, right? Because teams aren't always equal, even though they're more equal in the NFL than in like college football, they'll, the, uh, the, the odds makers in Vegas will assign a certain number of points that when you kick off the game, the team that's worse gets those points added to their score as far as Vegas is concerned. So that way you can pick the team who's not as good, and it's not just like, oh, I'll pick the Patriots every week because they could be minus a certain number of points. So like for our first game, uh, we're doing the NFL kickoff game, which goes down tonight, Atlanta at Philadelphia. Atlanta is getting two points, which means when the game kicks off, it'll be two to nothing Atlanta. And when you look at the final score, you add two points to Atlanta's score. So that's how the line works. Is it two and a half? Uh, no, I got two. Okay. Normally, then there's a half point, so there's no tie. I yeah. I'm holding back and sneeze here. So that line, uh, the, it moves based on how much people bet on it. Right. So they try to put half points on there, but they don't always get it. But we're going to pick it as it is. Thursday morning when we record this. Thing. Yes. All right. So, so. Uh, what else are we talking about? We can't just be talking about picks. Like, what's the what's our lineup? What's our lineup? Well, come on. We, I know we got the email. I just don't have it in front of me. What do you mean? What are we supposed to be discussing other than picks? Are we doing just doing picks? I thought we were right just now, doing yeah, picks. picks. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Let's do, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the picks. Steve, you are on one today, wow. man. Yeah. Um, you know what's nice? This is a podcast. We can just be like, whatever you guys want to Yeah, it was just, <laughs> we're just kind of talking about NFL in general, and we normally do that via picks all right let's do so yeah picks. so atlanta how many games are we gonna do three three and okay. atlanta at philadelphia you Wonderful. paid attention for the last God, two minutes at Lord, all man. Yeah. it's I the am. same thing we've done and we did every week during the football season <laughs> last year be expected to remember <laughs> what we were doing in six months uh why don't we start with you beardo <laughs> atlanta at philadelphia atlanta's getting two points uh i am gonna take atlanta in this one do you oh, with with the with the points for sure? Is that uh, is that a referendum on the world defending world champions? Uh, I think that the defending world champions have too many injuries at the moment. They're without Alshon. Um, Jai is going to play. That's actually what I was looking up while you guys were going back and forth about trying to figure this out. I've got that uh, guy too. But he, I mean, he's still like not a hundred percent. I think they're putting him in as a, hey, man, we need you. It's our first game. Um, So I think that there's just too many of the injury questions on offense to get the Eagles there. I think they're going to be a very good team this year. Um, Still playoff worthy? Yeah, I think so. Especially once Carson Wentz gets back. That's another guy that's not playing this evening. So Atlanta made the playoffs last year. You still think they're playoff worthy as well? Mm -hmm. I think. Well, and I think that who's the uh, other receiver that they have? Um, Calvin Ridley, yes. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that I think that Ridley and Jones are going to be a pretty good tandem. Ridley's right supposed to be like a top receiver in the league this year. He's so. a rookie, but I feel like that old um, you know rookie wide receivers aren't great. Is a little bit old, a little yeah. bit old fashioned. They're starting to catch on a little more pro defense or pro offenses in the. Um, in college these days so i think more than anything he is going to have to be someone to be reckoned with that's better than sanu though therefore taking a little bit heat off of julio jones it's got to be the the roddy white like trick yeah right and, uh, and who knows if, if julio jones can actually start catching touchdowns uh this year that's been a trouble for him in the last couple of years especially in the game that i mean he should have caught a touchdown to seal them advancing in the playoffs instead of the Eagles last year, who yeah. eventually went on to go. So that's two years in a row for Atlanta where they've just been like kicked in the balls like to, to end their season. So I would imagine they're a good enough team. They're a really fast defense. I think they're going to win this game too. Okay. Um, I think they're going to win this game and it's going to be a chip on the shoulder kind of game and it's going to be different for the Eagles who are coming out because they, they won. It's almost like, ah, we won. Now let's start this season. We'll get it together here in a couple of weeks when Carson Wentz comes back and yada, 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 but... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen. So I uh, I had asked you if you had been at the if you were at the banner raising game for the Broncos after uh, after Super Bowl Fifty. Beardo, I'm pretty sure you were there. Yeah, I've gone to every home opener for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Excuse me. I was there too. Listen, man, that team comes out jacked. Like the Broncos came out jacked that night. They were jacked when they opened the season, even though they didn't win the Super Bowl uh, versus Baltimore. The problem was is that we still won that game on like a field goal from Brandon McManus. Yeah. 
but I mean that that juice helped win it. I think because that team was not as good that year. <laughs> no, it was, it was a terrible team. It was so, our first year with. So I think Philly's going to have a little extra juice. All right, moving on. I picked this one um, half because I like the line, and half because I want to hear you guys yell about Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> so how about San Francisco? This is your only Sunday game I've got for you. San Francisco plus a touchdown, so plus seven points at Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota. Okay. Beards on Minnesota. You still think they're uh, the class of that division? I th- Yeah. I think that they just have way too many weapons on offense. So you believe way in Kirk Cousins? I believe in Kirk Cousins, Stefan Diggs, Adam wow. Thielen, okay. Cook, Latavius Murray, Kyle Rudolph, okay. that amazing offensive line. So, wait, wait. So what's the line again? San Francisco getting a touchdown at Minnesota. Yeah, I think I think Minnesota is another one of those teams that's going to want out and going to get out there, and they're going to want to put on the track show for their fans and prove that their offense hasn't, you know, is is only improved. Uh, Dalvin Cook's going to be back. I don't know if he's at full speed right now, but they still have Latavius Murray, who's proven that he can do what he can do. Like he's, I don't think he's a superstar. I thought you hated him, didn't you? Hate him I last do year? hate him, but I think he can. <laughs> I think he can play just fine. Yeah. Like I don't think he's a, like the star, and I hate him because. He was touted as the star for so many years, and like I bought into it, and then had him on my fantasy football lineup. Would be like, aren't you supposed to be better? <laughs> and he never really was, but until he was like the backup last year, and then he proved he could do it on like uh, when he wasn't given all of the work. He actually is better than when he was like the workhorse back. Mm. Plus, he was also in a different team entirely, so I, that helps. And I think their third back is that kid that lit it up against Denver in the preseason. I think that they could. okay. And then uh, when it comes to San Francisco, like they're they they lost their back. Like they got uh, Alfred Morris and Matt Breida. I don't know who's going to show up out of those guys, but yeah, they they lost who was supposed to be their guy, Jarek McKinnon, who played for Minnesota last right, year. Right. Any any quick thoughts on Garoppolo? Well, I, my quick thought on him is like we'll see if he can continue to do it. Like he he definitely won more games than anyone over the last five games of the season, and he showed a lot of spark. But at the same time, he was new to the league. Not new to the league. He'd been playing for a while as a quarterback, but he was kind of new to defenses trying to like figure him out. Yeah, tape on him. Yeah. But now they got a little tape on him. If he can continue to do what he does, that's going to be a, obviously huge for San Francisco. Yeah. But this is another prove it kind of kind of year for him, just like it is for Keenum. Yeah. Any quick thoughts, Beard? Nope. All right. Moving right <laughs> along. Uh, last game is your last game of the week. I figured Wait, Are I'd, you picking? Uh, I didn't last year. Would you like me to pick? Well, yeah. I think this should be a. I think this should be a whole thing here. Okay. I thought it was just going to be you two versus each other. That's not as fun. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, Dubs picks Philadelphia, and Dubs takes the seven points, and Jimmy Garoppolo versus San Francisco. Uh, there San we Francisco. go. See, we needed to mix it up. Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys are being boring, but I mean, you know, it happens week one. Because nobody really knows. I think uh, we were across the board week one last year. Okay. All right, last one. Rams at Oakland. But Oakland's getting four points at home. That's They're the underdog at home. Rams favored to win. So what do you think with the Rams minus four at Oakland? Talk about another prove it like type of a game. This is John Gruden, though. This isn't their quarterback. Yeah. This is the guy who's been basically gutting this team in, in strange ways that, you know, it's my way or the highway kind of a situation with John Gruden. And he hasn't coached in 10 years. I understand he won a Super Bowl. A long time ago, but a lot of coaches have won Super Bowls, and it's not like they were the most dominant team ever when he did. Yeah, it was almost one of those fluky Super Bowls mm-hmm. when he won. So I am, and and plus, like I just don't like the guy all that much. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be great. Uh, so this is this is partially, um, you know, me saying this, but like like legitimately, the Rams proved that they could win last year. Like they could have been the Super Bowl representative in uh, you know when it came to to playing in the in the Super Bowl. Oakland, I think they're going to be worse. I mean, they okay. got rid of their best defensive player. That maybe, is true. maybe the best defensive player in all of NFL, depending on who you're asking. Yeah. And they, they got rid of, like, randomly, like, the, the best punter in the NFL. I know it's a small part of your team, but special teams are a big part of what you do. Yeah. What are you doing out there? All right. So you're taking the Rams minus four points in Oakland on Monday night. Yeah. Okay. There you go. What about you, Beard? The Oakland Raiders are on to Vegas. I don't think that they give a crap right now. Really? I think they just like gave up on this season Uh, to try to like prepare themselves for next year. Yeah. Yeah, Like I just, I think that that's why we're seeing some of these ridiculous moves. 
I think that maybe there's not a lot of faith in the Oakland fan base right now for this season. It could be a quiet game on Monday in Oakland. Mm. So I give the advantage to the Rams. So, but you can't walk into Vegas four and twelve, man. Yeah, you can. You think yeah, so? Because it's gonna, they're going to be like the first like year of their team. Like they're going to be stoked. That's the year you got to win. Is the year that you show up. I mean, there were zero, or expect- at least the very the second year. The first year is just going to be a honeymoon anyway. Be like, we're going yeah. to games. We won a couple. That was fun. And then 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 you then really, if you want people to start coming into your how many million dollar oh, stadium God, too much yeah. yeah i think it's billion i think it's yeah. two billion. i think it is billions yeah. yeah um all right so you are on the rams minus four uh-huh. in oakland as well yep listen i will make a case for the raiders here since nobody else did it i am also taking the rams i think they are going to be a track show i think you're talking about the kind of year that kurt warner had when he took him to the super bowl uh they've got weapons all over the place they've got a defense who's going to be able to stop people so i am a believer in the los angeles rams i will take them but i'll make a case for the raiders Derek Carr, a sophomore slump is a real thing. It happens to a lot of quarterbacks. Once teams have you figured out, once teams have a bunch of tape on you, like you were saying, Steve, it makes a difference with defensive coordinators preparing for you. He still has weapons at wide receiver, Amari Cooper, number one among them. Uh, I think Amari Cooper is an elite wide receiver. I know he didn't show it all the time last year, but I think you saw flashes of it, even with as much as that offense struggled. Um... I think that they they can have a decent running game. They're going to be offensive-driven, no doubt about it, right? Their defense was not good last year, and like you said, they traded away their last player. But I think they can get into track meets, and I think I, they can hang. I don't know. And Marshawn Lynch is in his tired old legs, and <laughs> Doug Martin is like the other guy that they got there who's yeah. just – he's cool. They did add like Jordy Nelson. They added Jordy Nelson. Do you see how many, how many catches well. Jordy Nelson had without Aaron Rodgers last year? Because I do. Brett Hundley, he on my, Brett he was on my fantasy. Devontae <laughs> Adams still scorched the earth. Like, he was doing great last year. Jordy I Nelson just, was a non-factor once Aaron Rodgers was gone. I think that offense will be will be better than people think. I think they're going to be able to be in a shootout. Can they win a shootout? I don't know, right? But I think, I think you they see... They moved Donald Penn out of his natural position, like, against his wishes on the offensive line. Yeah, I don't know why we would do that. Right. So Because John Gruden is on to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, 38, 28, something like that. Like, I just, I feel like they can score. I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough. So that is your uh, your Rams versus Oakland. And then those will be the only three games we count for the picks this week. Okay. But real quick, Seattle's getting two and a half here in Denver for the Sunday game. You guys want to make a quickie pick on that? I mean, I'm going to have to pick the Broncos because it's that even. I would never... I would, I would rarely pick against them anyway, but certainly not a game they're already favored to win. <laughs> yeah, Broncos. Broncos, yeah, I yeah. think Broncos too there. I think I think Seattle's going to be a train wreck this year. I don't think they're going to be I think you're good. talking four or five wins for Seattle. So Woo. there you go. Ouch. All right, so let's do this thing then. Here's how we wrap things up here in the Worst Damn Sports Show period. Poorly. With uh, the worst, what we came across is one thing or another that we decided was the thing we want to highlight as the worst thing we saw this week. Who wants to start? So the way we do this one, Steve, yeah. is each of us brings in one thing that's the worst. Never mind. What did I say? Because <laughs> you didn't know how the last topic worked. I can go oh, first. Okay, I get it. All right. <laughs> uh, my worst is Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What the yeah. hell are you doing, man? Ugh. Like, I'm all for you holding out. I don't want... I don't want to begrudge any NFL football player getting their money. They play a very dangerous sport, especially at a position like running back where people are trying to hit you. That's their main goal. Um, And your lifespan as a player is very short. I understand all that. But the time's over. Like, you held out the entire preseason. Totally fine. I don't have any issue with it whatsoever. You got to shut up now like come back and I, I guess I don't even want him to shut up because I want him to stand in front of a camera and say whatever he's going to say I'm tired of hearing from his agent that he might be out 10 weeks Whew. it's just that's just crap and here's the thing his teammates are sick of it too I don't know if you guys oh, saw yeah. but the Steelers O-line went in on Le'Veon Bell uh, Marquise Pounce said that he was going to be there on Wednesday he didn't show up and he said why play hide and seek why, uh, why would you let your agent say all this just 
uh, man up and do what you're going to do, or at least tell us if you're not going to come. Then David DeCastro said that he wasn't happy that uh, he was a no-show. We thought he'd be here today. He kind of makes us all look stupid by him not showing up on Wednesday. And then finally, Ramon Foster. Man, he was really upset about it, and he ended up saying... He makes seven times what I make and twice as much as Al Villanueva, who's their left tackle. And we're the guys that are getting it done for him. So what are you whining about? So I'm going in on Le'Veon Bell. Listen, man, the season started and you're getting paid a pretty penny. $14 million a year is nothing to scoff at. He's been paid more than any running back in the last two years. Yeah. That said... That's strong language coming from a teammate that would actually bring up the money thing. Right. There, there's got to be something underlying there. I mean, he must not be a great teammate to begin with if you're if you're going to go there because that never happens. I mean, he really – but he. this is a team that has a chance at a Super Bowl. When you talk AFC, it's Patriots-Steelers. Those are the top two teams – bar none like Mm -hmm. easy and you're affecting every other all other 52 of them with the possibility of making the super bowl you're affecting them by not showing up now. yeah and as we've seen if you do your money as well because you win the super bowl you get paid right for a lot of people in contract here yeah all right uh i'll go ahead i'm gonna i'm more gonna i guess not as much say you're the worst i'm laying down a challenge so you don't make my worst next week and that is to denver sports fans this weekend there's a lot going on. We've got Rockies in a playoff match, basically, and we've got Broncos home opener. I know it means that downtown is going to be a nightmare, but please, just for the love of God, show up. <laughs> just I want to see nothing but purple this weekend at Coors Field and nothing but orange this weekend at Broncos Stadium at Mile High. I know that we have a lot of transplants here. I know that we have a lot from California. Please don't let them take over our stadiums. Say it. Preach. I'm just saying. <laughs> Preach. Like, like I don't I don't want to see Dodgers blue. Preach. I, I don't want to see that awful highlighter green Preach. from Seattle weird, yeah. in Broncos Stadium. <laughs> so Broncos fans, Rockies fans, Colorado sports fans in general, show up, root for your teams this weekend, despite what traffic might look like. We want to see highlighter orange, <laughs> not highlighter green. That's baby. right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, my worst, I'm going to follow in Dub's footsteps here in a way where I'm going to take it to the Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. for the more high school football. Haroldsburg, California is where this was, where a team, they were underdogs to start, sure. But they didn't think it was going to be this bad when they lost 41 to nothing in their season opener. And they Damn. thought, guys, we cannot let this happen again. We will not have a repeat of this game. And so they went out there and they lost 61 to nothing <laughs> in the next game. And they said, guys, we're not going to let this happen. And we're really not going to let this happen because we quit. We always just we're disbanding the football team. There's no more football really? program at this school. No more homecoming. No more jack squat. We're tired of losing. And the best way to stop it is to stop playing the game. And that's what they did. They actually quit their entire football program. Wow. Lesson to teacher Two kids. games into the season, too. It's they that's not even, listen, that's not even that bad of a loss. Like, if you haven't been... <laughs> If you haven't been beat down 41 to nothing, you haven't lived. I yeah. like. <laughs> you know, it's not like, you know, Jackassville, Texas, or whatever you guys are talking about, where they that happened every game for seven years. Eight. Eight years. <laughs> right? Now, you can't imagine the satisfaction. I mean, that is like as, mu- as much as that's got to beat you down. Like, that has got to be some type of, like, exultation for that to actually win that game. These guys will never get to experience that. They're going to live with 61 nothing forever. Quitters. <laughs> so they are my worst. Quitters. All they're going to do is think about the 100 points that got put up on them. 102. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, our uh, worst, and that is the Worst Damn Sports Show period for this week. Follow us at Worst Damn on Twitter, and you already know we're on iHeartRadio because that's where you're listening right now. And Till next week, go Broncos. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.